ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Walk Show Podcast. This is your host, Walker Near. Today's episode is going to be a short little thing uh, leading up into Thanksgiving here. Just wanted to do a quick little episode. I'll share some thoughts on uh, winter uh, and some thoughts on Game of Thrones. I, I know I'm, I'm missing that train by six months or so, but I read the books years and years ago, so it's a very long train uh, for me, not not just the, the show. Either way, I also want to make sure and uh, mention that you can follow me at Twitter at The Walk Show Pod. Follow me on Instagram or Facebook at The Walk Show. You can always email me, walker at thewalkshowpodcast.com. And uh, also you can check me out on my other podcast called Pick Up Your Sticks, which I co-host with Brett Lindley. It's a podcast all about gaming, video game kind of stuff. Talk about why gaming matters and kind of explore personal and, and cultural significance of games and you know, just share stories and kind of do long-form conversations just like we do here on The Walk Show. Um, so yeah, check out Pick Up Your Sticks if you're into to gaming at all, and that should be a good good fit for you. Uh, as always, today's episode, uh, the music is going to be by Misha Zarin, so thank you, Misha, for uh, providing the music for The Walk Show. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. What is up, guys? Uh, well, now that we are here in the end of November, uh, I think we, we can definitely agree that winter is either already here for some of us or is uh, certainly on the way. A lot of people don't like winter, uh, which I can understand. There's you know The cold can actually just kind of hurt, uh, <laughs> so that's fair to, to dislike that. Um, However, I would like to advocate for winter, at least in some capacities. Um, I think that snow is is pretty awesome, and I think we can all agree on that. Now, I will say I am fortunate to be in a position where I don't have to leave my house. I, I, I can My day job, I can work from home if I need to. And I know that everyone, you know, I didn't always have that option, and certainly not everyone has that option. So snow does suck. If you have to get out and drive, especially when it turns to ice, um, so I don't, I don't wish that on anyone. However, especially maybe over like a holiday where most people are off, uh, I think I would really like some snow then. And, and and again, selfishly, I would, I would be happy with snow more often since I don't actually have to be out and braving it. Um, I also am a pretty big fan of Christmas, which is interesting because. At least in the U.S., there's this whole thing every year. Where there's like this war on Christmas, which is laughable, um, because people will say something like "Happy Holidays" instead of "Merry Christmas." Well, that's because not everyone celebrates Christmas. Different religions celebrate different things. So why why would you isolate it to just one when there's many? Um, for me, though, the, and the reason that I guess say that, that that's all interesting is because for me. It's not a religious holiday at all. Um, I didn't grow. I grew up in a secular household, I guess you could say. I did go to a Lutheran junior high or middle school uh, for you know sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. But other than that, really wasn't exposed to religion at all. My parents were not religious people, and so we didn't we didn't celebrate Christmas as a again a, a religious thing. And I think that's super common 
you know, especially again in the U.S., I think there's a lot of people who celebrate Christmas that don't actually have any tie to religion. However, it's still an important and significant holiday for me, right? It's still, I still have a lot of memories with family. Um, I still, you know, liked getting up and getting Christmas presents from under the tree or in the stocking or whatever that may be. Uh, Christmas treats are pretty awesome, like a good fudge. Uh, don't really, I, I mean, obviously people make fudge year round, but I never really see it <laughs> except around Christmas time. Um, I will also say selfishly my birthday is just a few days before Christmas there, so I probably also like that that time of year for that. In fact, I, I can just say that to some extent, so I love having time off, right? Not having to go when I was a kid to school, as an adult work, whatever that may be. Um, and as a kid, you grow up with winter break. And then for me, my birthday was always right around then. And then you have Christmas and then you have New Year's. So it was always like a little mini summer vacation in so much as that I didn't have to go to school. And I got several holidays. My mom's birthday is right after Christmas, just a few days after. So there's just a lot of celebrations going on and a lot of, um, again, being together with family and, and exchanging gifts and, I don't know, hanging out and just doing silly fun stuff, whatever, whatever that may be, but certainly not having to go to school. Well, then as an adult, that just, I think that sentiment just kind of carried over where I just see, especially the, the end of December there, um, starting kind of with my birthday and then leading up through the end of the, the year as just like a nice empty time. Uh, if when possible, I try and take vacation from work <laughs> around that time. Uh, last year I was actually able to take two weeks and that's what I'm trying to do this year as well. So that should be pretty good if I can, if I can swing that, which I don't know why I wouldn't be able to. So that will be awesome. Um, but anyway, so in defense of winter, you know, I, I, we've got holidays and if your birthday is not in winter, well then you, you're certainly welcome to celebrate mine, uh, with me. Um, it's so close to Christmas though, that there's not really, I mean, no one's doing anything, you know, on the actual birthday, but you can, you know tweet me or email me or I don't know, if you know me, you know, text me or something. I don't know. But uh, you don't have to be a sourpuss just because you don't have a birthday. We can celebrate <laughs> other people's birthdays. But yeah, so I, I, I to, and I'm jumping around all over the place, but to kind of go back to the war and Christmas thing, like, I think it's weird that, I don't know, I guess I, I guess I can understand their perspective to some extent, but, you know, Hanukkah hasn't ever been repurposed in American culture as just a holiday that everyone celebrates. It's pretty exclusively, a, you know, if you're a member or, or follower of the Jewish religion, then then that, you know, maybe is a holiday you're celebrating. And, and there's other holidays in there that are that are all really tied to religions. And Christmas is also tied to Christianity, obviously. But again, me and, and most of my friends growing up, you know, their families didn't, there was nothing about Christianity tied to the holiday. So, to some extent, I actually take a little issue with the people who have claim war on Christmas because, unfortunately, it's not yours. Um, it's kind of like when people were mad about gay marriage, which I think that's mostly over now. I don't know, it's been uh, several years, but it's not yours. Like, sorry. And I, I, I get maybe that's where it started or that's where you wanted it to be, and but that's not where it is. Like, it, it, it was... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess the secular community culturally appropriated Christmas from uh, from the Christians, but but yeah, I mean it's you know it's it, it it's not just a holiday for religious people. It, it's something that a lot of people celebrate, and a lot of people get all bent out of shape about oh Christmas is just commercialism and just buying stuff and it's just about money and blah blah blah. And I say bollocks to that as well. It's a uh, it's a good time. Christmas is a is a is a good time. And the gift exchanging is is a fun thing. Like it doesn't mean that you have to be greedy or that the only point of gift exchanging is to like get fat loot or you know whatever. But it is fun to give someone a gift and see them be excited to open it. And it's fun to open a gift and be excited to, to open it. And I don't know. I just I totally lean into it. I do have a a Christmas wreath on my door, uh, which I am personally somewhat impressed by, just because I'm not. A wreath guy, <laughs> we could say, for the most part. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think snow is great. I think Christmas and my birthday, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I think that's all great. Um, ice sucks a lot. I personally fall on ice almost exclusively. Um, it, I do not get along with ice very well. One year I went out on a buddy's birthday. It was in like February and it was icy rain outside and I fell I think six times five six times I don't know somewhere in there uh just walking on the sidewalk in the ice because it was just it was covered so certainly in the winter I can I can get on board with hating some ice because uh, I've been injured by ice on, on many occasions and not always physically injured sometimes just like pride and dignity injured but an injury nonetheless um so yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like winter gets gets kind of a bad rap. It's also like some people don't like it because it gets dark so early, and and I get it. You know, it'd be nice to have a little daylight in the evening, but it also just makes everything cozier. I think you know, you can go inside. It's already dark out. It's cold out, so you can bundle up. You can wear like a a snuggie or or a hoodie or whatever. Just you know, you can just cozy up and warm up. I drink more coffee in cold weather, even decaf. Uh, just to just to have the little warm beverage, and that that's more enjoyable when it's when it's winter time. Stews and and soups and stuff are way better in cold weather. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like winter should get get another look from some of you winter haters out there.
Now, obviously, I brought up that, you know, winter's here, winter's coming, title of the episode, winter is coming. So I will take an opportunity to tie that into Game of Thrones, <laughs> which is where everyone's familiar with the, the phrase from. But uh, so Game of Thrones, obviously, super popular show, just ended, I think, just last year and really just kind of took the world by storm. I actually read the Game of Thrones book starting back in 2006, 2007, uh, and then read all the ones that were out up to then, and then there was a new one that came out in 2012, and I read that. And some people want to be like hipsters about, well, the books are better than the show, or the books are different than the show, or whatever. I don't care about any of that. What I would say is just simply that the show at least finished, right? And some people didn't like the end, or some people didn't like the conclusion, but at least it got one. At least it had one. The Game of Thrones book series, The Song of Ice and Fire, as it's called, Game of Thrones is actually just the first episode, or the first book's name. Um, the first book, Game of Thrones, was written in 1996. Yeah, it's 2019, and the series isn't done yet. He wrote Game of Thrones in 96, and then I don't know all the other years, but basically, the fifth book came out in 2012. And maybe that would be acceptable because I don't know how... I, I'm not writing giant fantasy novel series, right? So I don't know how much work or how long that takes or whatever. So not that I expect that he turns it out in a week. But the fourth book only contains half of the characters and half of the story, right? Because when he wrote the fourth book, he said that it was so long that it was, it was too unwieldy. And so he had to, uh, he had to, he had to split it up into two books and he felt the best way to do that was just to contain half the books and storylines in one book, or excuse me, half the characters and storylines in one book and half the characters and storylines in another book. And then he was going to put them out pretty close together. Uh, and then, you know, the story would con converge back into one book going forward. Well, what happened was he released, I want to say it was 2005 is when book four came out. And then seven years later, in 2012, is when book five came out. And again, at the end of book four, you, you're led to believe by an excerpt from the author, that George R. R. Martin, that it, it's going to be pretty soon that you're going to get this fifth book. Well, you don't. It's seven years. And then the first, like, third of the fifth book is the missing characters from the fourth book and the missing storylines. But it's deeply confusing because it's been a long time since I've read it anyway. And stuff that's happening in the beginning of the fifth book has already been resolved at the end of the fourth book, right? So I was reading stuff when I started reading the fifth book and I was like, wait, what? That guy is there? I thought, I thought he had moved on and blah, blah, blah. And so I just had to Google it. I had to look at Wikipedia. And yeah, sure enough, it turns out that um, he just, that he was just catching up. And so you kind of have to read it with this weird understanding for the first third of the book or so. And then the fifth book ends, and I don't care to spoil because A, it's been out for seven years. That book now has been out for seven years. And B, the story has already been told largely through the show. So whatever. The fifth book ends when when with Jon Snow getting killed. And if you've read the books or if you've seen the series, if you've seen the series, which I actually haven't sat and watched the series, but I'm familiar with what happens, Jon Snow doesn't die. And at the end of the fifth book, 
I didn't believe that Jon Snow was dead either. But that's how it ends, like a TV show cliffhanger. <laughs> Which, for a TV show, great. For a book, fuck off. Like, what's wrong with you? Why would you write that? But so he ends it with his character dying that is far too critical to the story to, to just be tossed aside like that. And the problem is, is that that's what he did with Ned Stark. He builds Ned Stark up in the first book and in the first season of the show to where viewers and readers alike think that Ned Stark is probably going to be the hero of the story, and if not, at least an integral part of it. And then he very unceremoniously gets killed, and the viewer slash reader is left in shock and just like, wow, I didn't know it could happen that way. I didn't know that you know this author was this ruthless. You know the, What will happen next? And then, especially from the perspective of the reader, he actually never does that again. You know, people would point to the Red Wedding as a big example of that. But in the Red Wedding, Rob and Caitlin Stark are killed. Well, Rob Stark isn't even a major character in the books. Now, Caitlin is, so that's a significant thing. Um, but yeah, and over and over again, what he does through through the books after all of that is he continues to... Uh, create scenarios where it looks like a character's dead and then you come back and they're not. Well, with Jon Snow, he wrote that cliffhanger and then he's never written another book. So I happen to know now, again because of the show and the events of the show, that Jon Snow doesn't actually perish there. But even before the show came out, I just, I didn't believe it. And it was very, it was very gross feeling. Um, so I guess all of this is to say... If Game of Thrones is interesting to you, definitely watch the show. If you've watched the show, don't go read the books because they're unfinished and they kind of actually just get kind of cheapened by the, by the end. Um, I, for a long time, actually refused to, to know about the show because I wanted to save it for, you know, well, what I don't want to know what happens because I want to save it for reading the books. But again, you know, in in 14 years, one book has come out. So, you know, <laughs> and George R. R. Martin is not, you know, he's not in his 30s. So, I, is he even going to be around to finish the books? Will he ever finish the books? Would the finishing of the books matter now that the show has existed and ended and finished the story for him? I don't know. It's a really disappointing example of getting into a fantasy series or just a, a book series like that um there are others also that kind of suffered a, a fate like that like uh the wheel of time is a really popular fantasy series that didn't actually get finished and uh that was disappointing for a lot of folks and then well excuse me i should say it didn't get finished while the original author was alive they then after he passed away they hired a new author to come in and finish it and from what i understand actually the new author uh, Brandon Sanderson actually did a better job <laughs> of writing than the first the first author had done on the Wheel of Time. I will say, if you're interested in reading a fantasy trilogy or fantasy fantasy series, I have a trilogy to suggest that is called the Mistborn trilogy. It is also written by Brandon Sanderson, who I just mentioned finished the Wheel of Time, and it's awesome. It's when you when you when you read Game of Thrones or watch Game of Thrones and Ned Stark dies. And I'll even just find the Red Wedding. We'll even go with that, even though I don't think it's quite the same. But whatever, we'll, we'll say it is. There's this sense that there's like a par been like a paradigm shift. Like you thought you understood that world, the world of those stories in one way. 
And then the author kind of just like yanks the carpet out from under you and you're just like, whoa, okay. It's different than I understood. The whole, the parameters of all of this are different than I anticipated or I thought. The problem is, is that for me, at least in, in the books of Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire, that never happens again. Well, in the Mistborn trilogy, it happens every book. Every book, you think you understand where the story's kind of heading. I mean, not that you are predicting what the events will be or exactly what will unfold. But you have a general understanding of who the bad guy is, who the good guy is, what their motivations are, what they're trying to achieve, whatever. And then, bam, paradigm shift. Then you go into the second book, and it's like, okay, well, that was crazy. The way that first one ended, let's continue and see... And then you go into the second book. Okay, I get it now. Now I get it. Now I have this expanded view. Now I understand how it all works. Now I understand what people are after. I understand who these characters are. And then boom, again, paradigm shift. Totally different than you thought. And it's just, a, it's uh, you know, to use the word exhilarating is probably a bit silly. But it, it, as far as reading goes, it's a pretty exhilarating experience. The Mistborn trilogy is one of my favorite series that I've ever read. Uh, and... To top it all off, it's finished, right? It's done, and there's only three books. So unlike Game of Thrones, which has five books, or Wheel of Time, which has 13, I think, books, there's three in the Mistborn trilogy. You get a really, really fascinating, complete story. You get really, again, exciting kind of paradigm shifts just in the way the story's told and, and the reader's understanding of what's going on. Um, if you were going to read a fantasy series, it would probably be my number one recommendation. Now, that being said... I don't have a ton of fantasy series under my belt, so, you know, there might be some other heavy hitters out there that I'm just completely disregarding, and, and that's fair. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, I guess, uh, in kind of in conclusion of, of today's little episode here, I wanted to say that uh, winter isn't as bad as everyone makes it to be. Uh, Christmas is fun for people who uh, aren't religious also, and to me, doesn't actually tie into that at all <laughs> and the Game of Thrones books suck so fuck George R. R. Martin don't read that shit <laughs> and uh, yeah with that I guess we'll say happy Thanksgiving this episode will air prior to Thanksgiving happening so happy Turkey Day I hope you have some friends and family to enjoy that with and yeah uh, happy holidays
right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you to Misha for the music. Uh, and, you know, guys, just thanks for, for always listening to the show. It's a blast for me to make it, and I, I really appreciate you tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving again. Happy holidays. And stay up. Have a good week. <laughs>